depression is a motherfucker. You have options. Should you or a loved one need any mental health support, please check out National Alliance of Mental Illness, otherwise known as NAMI, at NAMI.org. Or call their 24-hour hotline at 1-800-950-NAMI. That's 1-800-950-NAMI. This is Doug Porter of the Ectopod and Nowhere California Podcasts. You are not alone. You are now entering Nowhere California. If you love what you hear, you can find us on your favorite podcast search engines and subscribe. And also, if you don't mind, leave us a like or a review. And if hearing us is not enough, you can always get your Nowhere California fix by going to NowhereCalifornia.com. And you can send your thoughts, ideas, or some random bullshit to our email, which is Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Don't forget, we are Nowhere California. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. Pardon the interruption. There's something I got to throw out here. As you listen to this episode, we talk about what episode number it is, and we're completely wrong. That's the reason we stopped mentioning episode counts during the episode, because most of the time we're wrong. This is episode 177, not 76 or 75. There you go. Back to the music. This is Josh. This is Doug, and welcome to Nowhere, California. It's the holidays, and we don't have each other in the same room. <laughs> it's, it, you know, and I want to, I would want to blame the holidays as like it's causing like scheduling conflicts, but everything that is going on with my life right now has zero to do with the holidays and everything to do with the fact that nobody has an immune system right now. Well, no, that's because of the holidays. It's that time of year when everybody gets fucking sick. Yeah. And then we spent two years wearing masks. So nobody yeah. like nobody got colds. And now we're maskless and everybody's getting colds and flus are like, oh, we're back in track, everybody. And that's the funny thing. Like, as much as I was like staunch, like I'm wearing my damn mask, I'm wearing my damn mask at work. Like I haven't. It's I I'm stupid for not, especially working at a casino right yeah but uh both of us sorry go ahead i was gonna say both of us have uh small people in our houses and those dudes are petri dishes when it comes to diseases oh god yeah oh god yeah yeah Yeah. so and and you know the my son being in special needs classes they try to keep the, the the classroom extra clean you know i'm not saying any other school wouldn't you know that they're kids are living in squalor you know and oh, they should see some high schools that's true <laughs> you know but um you know with with will's situation they try to keep it you know cleaner but you just you cannot fight little kid germs every day and like 18 kids oh yeah the, it all gets together and morphs and becomes this huge monster yeah, it makes COVID look like the freaking sniffles. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not making light of that pandemic or that fucking disease and everything. So don't... I think enough. I think enough, I think the time clause has passed enough for us to be able to make jokes about COVID now. Yeah, I think so. But enough of that. Um, yeah, I, we really didn't know where to go with this episode. We might have done a holiday episode, but why bother because this won't be up until the 31st of december which means it's the end of the year 
And Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy the last day of 2022 because God, this year sucked. Dude, this last six years has sucked. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we should jump into the time machine and revisit a, a beautiful moment in pop culture history. And something that me and Kim recently watched, I think for a first time for her, or it's just been such a long time for her, it felt like a first time. Mm -hmm. And I lost count of how many times I've watched this movie, but I've noticed something that I never noticed until this viewing. Um, we watched Batman 89. Oh, ooh. the classic. The Michael classic, Keaton. the one that got it all started and the one where it doesn't look that way anymore. <laughs> yeah, and the back in the time when Warner Brothers seemed to know what the fuck they were doing, dude, they are just they just draw they they ugh, don't even get me started. They, I'm it's going to be a longer episode on that because yay, James Gunn, yes, but boo, everything else, <laughs> yeah, so far he's batting zero for me, yeah, he has an uphill battle. Like he I does, give, he does, and I have all the faith in him in the world, and I'm not saying that just because Henry Cavill's gone based off his decision that I'm automatically against him. I'm not. I am in yo, his corner. I am rooting for him. Yo, yeah, same here. Right now, he's had one swing at bat with me, and he struck out. So he still has a million swings at bat, but so far he's batting zero. Well, I think that's going to be a group episode that we definitely have to do because if the rumors are correct that they're going to do Kingdom Come, yeah, then then he, this is going to be interesting. But back to Batman 89. Um, I'm going to pose it to you because you, you, you probably noticed this in your viewings, and I just now recently noticed this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go first to the scene where Bruce Wayne and Vicki Vale are in Vicky's apartment and Joker shows up. Mm -hmm. the, I noticed something when Joker asks... Bruce, the immortal question, have you ever danced with the devil in pale moonlight? How would you define Bruce's response to that? It's definitely confusion, but how would you define that confusion? I would if you have no, If you just think it's just confusion, then you're in the same boat as me. Until no, I, uh, I would, I define it, I don't define it as a state of confusion by simply just not understanding what the person is talking about. He's confused about the situation, not what Joker is saying. Okay, He's so you, you, about you were kind of in the same boat as me, thinking that it's just him going like, the, the, what the fuck is going on here? Until exactly. my most recent viewing. Yeah. It was clicking in his head that Jack was, one, still alive, but two, was the man that killed his parents. Oh, shit. Because a couple scenes after that, he gets a flashback of the, the full flashback of the murders mm -hmm. and the young Jack going, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Damn. Yeah. And to me now, after that viewing, because even Kim was the one that kind of pointed out, like, he knew he killed his parents. I'm like, oh, shit. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. After multiple viewings. And it's like, oh, my God. It's, and it's funny like, how it, that the happens sometimes. And the confusion wasn't like full-blown confusion. The confusion's like, oh my God, this man killed my parents. Yeah. And goes from there. Well, now, see what's about yeah, go ahead. What's interesting about comic book movies 
in particular that have this effect. When your core audience, when you're presenting a story to your core audience, but the audience already knows the story, yeah. it's very rare that this happens. It's mostly now done. It's really only kind of just stage plays that people go and see where everybody knows the plot of Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And anybody who's a Sweeney Todd fan has seen it already. What the difference is, is the different cast, the different music, the different dance sequences, you know, whatever. Comic book movies kind of suffer from the same thing where everybody knows the story of Batman and everybody yeah. knows the, the at least at, in 89, the, the kind of consensus amongst people that it was Joker who killed Batman's parents, even though it's never been officially set in stone, the actual determined plot line yeah, i think it was like the um, joe cool or somebody is the quote-unquote murderer in the comics okay okay so they, yeah so they, it's just some random hoodlum that did it right which is what i like i do love i always loved the version where it's just a random act of violence and gotham sparks this yeah i don't like that it's some weird conspiracy going 30 years back that it was joker who i just i mean it's fine i just don't like it yeah, but no. comic book movies, when 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 they're presenting us with stories that we already know, they're having to present the scenes to to us. But then at the same time, there's also a contingent part of the audience, and a lot of times it's misbalanced where there's more people watching it who don't always know the story. And that's probably the reason why they went why we they went with that because it's like okay, people may be coming into Batman blind. So right. let's just go ahead and have the Joker be the murderer. Which at this point, I don't think it. I don't think it's possible to have anybody watch a Batman movie who doesn't know the Batman origin story. I think there are like tribes in Papua New Guinea who know that Batman's parents were killed in Crime Alley. Yeah, they no, they, I, they freaking I, tread it up every damn movie. Yeah, you know. So um, it's their own damn fault for going down a, Crime Alley. Yeah, exactly. Crime like who goes down Crime Alley? It's like going you know? down Sodomy Boulevard. And being like, oh, what was that? I touched something, touched me, you yeah. know, like, touched my butt. <laughs> but when they're presenting it to both a group of people who know it and a group <clears throat> of people who don't, you have to find a balance. And they do that very well. And now that Marvel has as many movies as they have, the percentage scale of success is a lot larger. But prior to Marvel, the success rate of a comic book movie telling the story properly for both audiences was about. 40 percent exactly yeah you know um but what ends up happening in situations like this is a lot like what just happened with you and kim you and i watched that movie we can't see the forest for the trees yes. we know everything we know that story like the it's part of our nursery rhymes for fuck's sakes like we just we know those stories so you picked up on that face as confusion because you're like of course like we know like the problem is is we take our knowledge and apply it to bruce wayne's situation when in reality bruce wayne doesn't know what we know you know we don't know that he knows that we know that he knows you know kind of yeah well there's a like a prequel to that moment too um that i noticed leading into watching the movie completely and getting to the dance with the devil in the pale moon night moment yeah in the opening where Jack is ransacking the chemical factory. Mm -hmm. 
and he's about to fall in the chemicals. You'll probably want to rewatch the scene later, but I noticed this when we were watching it. Batman's trying to save him, trying to pull him up and everything. But there's a moment where Batman gets this look on his face, like not really like full on shock and stun, but like something just registered in his brain. To me, Jack doesn't slip and falls into the chemicals. Batman lets him go. Because I think he noticed the look in Jack's eyes and that rattled something about that flashback scene we get later where it's like, oh shit, this man killed my parents. And okay. he, he lets go. It's not a slip. It's Batman kind of just laying him. Yeah, I can see that. I yeah, see and that. that was like, that was the first part where like Kim's like, he just let him go. And I'm like, wait a second. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did. I brought it up to Nick and he's like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, this is not me going like, fuck you. You're wrong. I'm right. But I'm like, take another look at that scene. Right. And put that in your head and everything. And then talk to me after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Batman tried to kill him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and it wasn't even like a malice thing. It, it, I think it was a pure shock and just like, fuck this guy. Yeah. I can so see there that. was malice there. Yes. See my, I guess I never know which side of the coin to, to side with in regards to Batman, not killing people. I, I get it with Superman. I agree with it with Superman and it's part of who he is and it's part of the endearing part of his character and the kill in Man of Steel makes sense. If you talk about it for like 10 seconds, it makes fucking sense. So oh yeah, it made perfect sense when he snapped Zod's neck. He had to. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And how are you going to know you don't want to kill somebody, you know, unless you kill somebody? You know, at least in the comic book universe kind of like moral code spectrum. Like, yeah, like saying you're not going to kill somebody and the character is great, but we need to see that character make that decision moving forward and stick with it. It's better if we witness the character kill somebody and then vow not to kill somebody than just start with the vow. Oh, yeah. It means nothing. Yeah, and also too, in, in that same vein, that same flip of the coin, Batman's never made that kind of vow. Yeah, and I don't know where that all of a sudden came in the mythos because I uh, I was talking with a uh, with a friend at work about about Batman v Superman, and him and another coworker who ended up agreeing with him said that Batman pulling out those guns and shooting those guys was not Batman. And that Batman is, doesn't kill people. Oh, he kills and motherfuckers I, left and right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, first of all, no. <laughs> I didn't say that like that. We actually had a talk about it. Like, yeah. I don't throw my proverbial like your geek dick ego. around. Yeah, I don't throw my geek dick around like that, you know. Um just because Kim actually told me to put my geek dick away earlier today. <laughs> I forget nice. what the conversation was. But Which she's is like, funny because a geek used to bite the heads off chickens. Yeah. So geek dick. Ooh, weird. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, when like I don't know why all of a sudden people think Batman doesn't kill people. That was like one of the whole contributing factors to people liking Batman over Superman was, and he kills people. 
yeah. you know um but i i don't know where i stand off of bitcoin because i'm of the vein of superman has his vow because he's superman you have to have the most powerful character not have the not want to kill that just has to happen it, it would be imbalanced if it wasn't um but you almost need the other side of that where that person has no qualms with killing people won't just kill people randomly but has no problem with killing someone to remove a threat well especially if it's the dude that killed his parents exactly like, you know and so like with the superman in uh batman v superman or in general like someone threatened ma kent yeah they're gonna get ma their ass beat they may not get killed but superman's gonna be some ass yeah like and and that's the other thing with superman that i'm really hoping gets touched on and it is kind of getting touched on with superman and lois a little bit as much as they can with a cw show yeah superman depending on how much longer we get that show yeah if they keep fucking that up god man no the last thing i heard was cw has been sold and the shows are either going to start disappearing because Blanty is just done, which I don't blame him. He's rocked it for the last decade and whatnot. And then whatever they keep around, they're going to start shuffling it over to HBO Max since CW is going to be no more. That would make sense. I think Superman and Lois would be safe in that because Superman and Lois on HBO Max is actually successful. And it's repeat like people it gets watched more on hbo max than on cw so i think it would be one to transition hbo max i think that would be the fit it's just he is such a good superman if we lose him and we've lost cavill i'm just like unless they bring back ralph like well that's um, the cool thing about that i'm giving credit with james gunn and what we've talked about before on the podcast that Back in the day, the reason the comic movies weren't where they should be compared to now is that now fans are running it. Fans are at the yeah. helm doing what they need to do. And that hopefully, like James Gunn, I don't remember the other guy's name. Peter Saffron. Yeah, they're running the show now. I just hope, I'm hoping that Warner Brothers keeps their fucking nose out of this shit. Just you know, let them do their thing and not like nitpick and be all like oh you need to do this stuff no let james gunn do his thing if he's getting a superman movie written he's supposedly writing the next superman movie and just let it happen it's like yeah because i i saw a tweet from him that said that uh superman is a priority if not the top priority which is perfect like i've said on here before i'm a I'm pretty much a big, bigger Batman fan than Superman fan, but there's no justifiable reason that there has not been a, a successful uh, Superman franchise since the Christopher Reeves ones. And and to be honest with the Christopher Reeves ones, like one or two were good, but then you got three and four. Yeah, with four just decimating what little charm three had. Yeah, and Superman is the ground. He's the the freaking DNA code of superheroes. Yeah. I There's mean, no reason we haven't got a solid franchise yet. And no, it's, to it's me because, personally, it's because Warner Brothers can't keep their fucking nose out of it. 
Well, and everything gets pushed to Batman. Yeah. Because Batman is the bigger seller because of just more people like Batman. However, he is not the biggest seller in the story. He is the biggest seller of merch, but he is not the biggest book sold. He is not the most popular DC book. He is not the most popular. The only reason Batman as a movie character is considered as exalted as he is, is because of the Christian Bale movies. But prior to those, nobody gave a shit about Batman anymore in movie form. Yeah. You know, and then we got Bale, which brought Batman back to the mainstream audiences as a viable, likable character in comic book movies and then you know Affleck divided it right up the middle people liked him or hated him I personally loved him but that was another moment where if Warner Brothers would have just been like Affleck do your script do what you need to do just let us know what money you need I think Affleck would still be rocking it as Batman right now but Warner Brothers got all cold feet and like well we can either retread his parents death and everything it's like no, yep. we know his parents died in a fucking crime alley. Yeah, and we probably would have gotten to see that whole story with him and Joker and the apocalypse time. And ugh, just we would have gotten to see the real Jared Leto Joker. Yeah. And, yeah. There, there's so much lost potential now that yeah. honestly, and we've talked about it before and everything. If Zack Snyder's Justice League was the end of it, then that's a great end. Oh yeah, but now if like this this era, if the James Gunn era doesn't work, let Disney have DC and let them do their job. Uh, I know it, monopolization and all that stuff too, but it's just like well, it I shouldn't know, be I, this I, difficult. The thing I would the thing I would do though, I fully agree with you, and that that would be the way to go. That's going to be how to make it successful. The one thing I would stipulate that would need to be stipulated at the very front, at the announcement of the acquisition of DC Films, the day of Bob fucking Iger sits at the pod- stands at the podium, and one of the first things he says is, we're excited to purchase DC Films, but we want to make it known there will not be a DC Marvel crossover. Yeah, they can't do it. The... The comic books for those, if I remember correctly, sucked balls. The very few times there has been a DC Marvel crossover where it was taken seriously, yeah, were terrible. Yeah. So yeah, no, they, leave them in their universes. The times they were tongue in cheek or the times they were for charity, yeah, they were okay. Yeah, they need to leave it alone or use and see what I'm even more worried about would be using DC characters in non-Marvel Disney properties. Yeah, it would be and, a little too weird. Like, I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see freaking Harley Quinn show up in, God, I don't know, fucking Princesses of Avalor. And I'm, that's extreme, but you know yeah. what I mean. Well, you even know, just looking at that classic scene from Wreck-It Ralph, where the Disney princesses were having a slumber party. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, no. But also, too, we're we're overthinking it and everything because hopefully this works. Hopefully it, James Gunn will be able to 
do what you need to do and we get a proper DC movie franchise. But like I said, that whole subject matter and everything needs to be with Nick in the mix and all of us in the same room dissecting and letting our geek dicks out. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) At least I didn't say space docking. True. True. Yeah. Very true. um, Said it now though. I guess to kind of wrap up this topic on my side of things, I still kind of wear this as a badge of honor standing on the Warner brothers lot as me and Kim were doing a studio tour and the tour guide kind of figured out that I'm a giant nerd and asked me what I thought about the Warner brothers discover discovery merger. And I was like, "I, I just hope that we finally get some proper DC stuff. I know I, I'm on your guys' turf saying this, but I don't see any laser dots popping up or anything, but <laughs> I just would like to see it done properly and Warner Brothers to stay the hell out. You're all, shit, don't shoot me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if I disappear, then I'll, I'll deal with honor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll have died. You'll, yeah, you'll have died a nerd's death at the very hands of the people you criticize on their property. <laughs> yeah badge of honor right there man that would have been amazing yeah not i mean i'd be sad you're dead but like what a fucking story yeah kim comes back and you guys are like where's josh you won't believe this shit <laughs> yeah you're not gonna believe this shit <laughs> oh um Some dudes in black suits pulled up in a van on the lot and grabbed them <laughs> yeah we, we have no idea you know we have no idea what's going on with them so i don't really I don't I, I I use this phrase because I kind of don't have a way else to describe it, but I don't feel like I have any skin in the game anymore at this point with DC movies. Cause what I wanted from DC movies isn't going to happen anymore. And that's been on the horizon for a very long time. And then Ben Affleck confirming two years ago that he is not coming back. Um, and then now them dropping Cavill and Jenkins walking away from, or not walking away. She said she didn't walk away. Um, having been removed from Wonder Woman, we still have Gal Gadot. I can see her stepping away. If Jenkinson's not doing it, she's loyal. And if she can get out of doing it, I think she will. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see, I really honestly don't see her being a part of it anymore because 84 got torn apart. Yeah. I loved 84. I thought it was brilliant. But oh, yeah, it was perfect. People, it was well people done. People hated it. People hated it. And so I just don't feel like I have any skin in the game anymore because what I wanted from it isn't going to happen anymore. But but I have the few things from it that are still happening that I like, like, like Peacemaker, you know, and stuff. Peacemaker is amazing. And then, uh, you know, the Suicide movie was great. We've got the Batman you know, still going, you know, we don't know what's going on with that, but it's still a possibility we can get more. So I'm okay with Gunn and Saffron just purging the earth of everything that's already there and just kind of starting anew. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. And basically right now for both of us, I guess we can say that it's just now a chance for DC to surprise us. Yes, you've wiped the slate clean. We're obviously going to eat from the spoon again because we are self, you know, self-hating assholes. Um, 
So you're we're gonna watch your next movie, but now's your chance to do it right. Yeah, you know. So, well, oh, so I guess move, moving from that. Right, I was gonna say. So let's let's see what's on the horizon when we get to this number that we're about to talk about right now. Yeah, because um, in the last episode, of the Halloween episode, we kind of called our shot on next year's uh, Halloween episode. If I could say Halloween a little bit more. Halloween, 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 Halloween. Yeah, that's better coming from you than me. Um, I saw I saw an ugly Christmas sweater that said, I prefer Halloween, and I thought about getting it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Shortly after we finished up that episode and we had our usual downtime in November because it's that time of year. Yeah. Some math went on in my head, and I realized something that we're going to discuss right now that high probability as long as we don't hit any really hardcore speed bumps and keep the ball moving properly this coming up year of 2023 this time next year new year's eve 2023 we could be hitting the 200th episode of nowhere california damn boy yeah and personally like i kind of have talked to you guys about this but personally to me that is definitely a huge fork in a road when it comes yeah, to 200 is a 200 is a big number. Yeah. It's always been my goal to hit 10 years of doing this and hitting 200 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we've passed the 10 year and we're getting close to 200. <laughs> yeah. We're about to, I mean, but that's the thing is it's, it's creating a fork in the road because bucket list items done. Yeah. And, and, and all honesty too, life, is gaining speed uh-huh. where it's becoming a little bit more difficult to do stuff proper honestly yeah which is why we're on you know we're on zoom right now versus yeah. you know in person yeah and and you know it's it's one of those things that every year we we do the anniversary episode and we talk about all the different things that you know have happened with the show and all the you know and the great things and stuff like that but if you using the 10 year 200 episode marker as the, kind of the the finish line quote unquote for lack of a better term if you look back at the at the race that we had just raced holy shit did we do things that we never thought were going to happen yeah and if you're listening to this right now thinking like what the fuck are they are they calling their end shot no we're not no no, this is this is uh, I would honestly say midlife crisis time, honestly. <laughs> yeah, if anything, Ferrari sports car, you know, trophy wife cuter, with big tits. Yeah, I was just about to say younger, cuter model kind of thing. Yeah, because we ditch Nick and get a and get a replacement. Yeah, because like as soon as we get past the 200 episodes, if we get like, let's say you get to 210, then it's pretty much like, OK, then we might as well do 365 episodes now <laughs> yeah because if you don't stop at 200 then what's the like what what would then be the true stopping number yeah you know? and that would just be death yeah i mean <laughs> i already know you and i are going to be talking to each other till the day we die why not just put microphones in front of us yeah we could be in the old folks home community center going like okay podcast time knowing yeah. that this is an archaic <laughs> yeah form yeah. of technology Welcome to Nowhere California episode 2768. 
with somehow four other Nick's people in the alive. room and half of them are already dead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say somehow Nick's still alive. Yeah. He's just a consciousness in the computer. <laughs> yeah. Because Doug found a way to download his brain to the computer before he died. Yeah. But um, like with the 200th episode, you kind of brought it up like what, what to do for the 200th episode. And until we get closer to that, I really honestly don't know. Like the thing I can put like on the digital wax right now is I would love to have all four of us back. I would love to have get Phil back in the mix for the 200th episode. Anything else I don't really know at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And even if, even if we have to figure out, I mean, shit, if we have to find a way to build the last three episodes together as a build-up package to get to the 200, so that way we have Phil. Yeah. Dude, absolutely. You know, I, that would be an amazing thing to have all four of us back. And See, I look at it as a situation of, do we go for a challenge? Do we go, okay, it's our two, it's going to be our 200th episode. What haven't we done? Or what could be the big grand thing, the big grand challenge? Yeah. Or do we go different and make it a celebratory kind of thing where it's laid back talking, no real topic to discuss other than each other and 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 stuff you know and i just i go back and forth on what we can and can't do and then i just go well instead of going what can't we do i go well let's figure out what would be fun to do and then figure out if we could pull it off yeah exactly like one of the things i've been thinking of leading into at least the 200th episode we can um hype it up beyond belief because who the fuck can't who has been able to pull off something like that yeah exactly yeah, yeah. It, like let alone doing something for 10 years straight right and then doing something we've done it over 200 times and so we want to count interviews and why nots and whys and everything like that but 200 solid episodes of nowhere california yeah that's the, the kicker the, the flagship episodes there's 200 of those yeah, yeah I so mean, if you were, i think if you were to put everything together we're probably well into the threes yeah or more yeah. honestly but, but like I'm definitely playing on a lot more. Like we're gonna hype it up because as of this episode, this episode's 176, and we'll only have 24 more to go. Yeah, we're into the we're into the I mean, wow. I mean, there's 24 episodes in a season of a TV show. Yeah. And we average when we keep it rolling proper and everything, we can normally do about two episodes a month. Yep. Yeah, especially if 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 it becomes a you record with Nick and you also record with me instead of trying to get us all together. Yeah. You know, and so there I've talked to you guys about me doing solo episodes, like going through a list of hundred movies and discussing which ones I haven't seen and which ones I've seen. There's, I mean, that's the thing is like the door's still open for a million things that we've talked about doing that we haven't done. Yeah. You know, just because we're, just because 200 is a large number and makes us sound old doesn't mean we're actually old. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you said in the anniversary episode when we were talking about the new logo, we're, we're kind of Benjamin Buttons, this shit. Yeah, where... this is an absolute Benjamin Button of a show. Like, Yeah, there's one thing I'm still piecing together. I won't really call my shot on that now. 
because I'd rather have it up and running first. Mm-hmm. But it's something I think would be, it's going to be pretty cool and hopefully we'll open the door to past, present, and future friends of the podcast to get in the mix again. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think I you know, know what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. I think yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and it's just I, I haven't had a chance to actually dive in and do it. But hopefully by the next time you hear from us, we'll be able to do that and then possibly have another shirt campaign to dive into also. All right. Yeah, because we got we got to we got to unleash uh, the cons on the world, and exactly. I'm only going to leave it at that because I'm kind of excited on that one. Just that epiphany alone was like, oh, hey, nice. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about with cons. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where else to go from that then. So we're, we're I think excited. We, I think I think what would be kind of fun is. For the next 24 episodes, we pick a random episode number and a random timestamp from that episode. And for the next, for the outro of like 20 seconds or 30 seconds of the show right now, yeah, we play that part of the show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just thought of that right now. So I'm sorry. I just put more editing on you, but. Oh, no, but that's a brilliant idea. I fucking love it. Okay. Since it's your idea, let's do it now. What what episode and what timestamp would you want at the end of this episode? Okay. And when I say timestamp, I'm going to give you a timestamp. But if if it's happening in the middle of a sentence, you can plus no, or minus. I'm going to go. Seconds. It will be whatever timestamp the person says. And let's go. 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll call it a 30 second moment of nowhere. There you go. (laughs) Or something else. I'll figure out like some audio cue to build around it. There you go. And then you can edit us out all this part right here of us trying to figure out a title. Oh, fuck no. It's going all in. (laughs) If somebody's walking through the slaughterhouse, they're going to have to see how this sausage is made. They're getting to see how the sausage is made right now in audio form. (laughs) Yeah. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. I say, so you said we, this episode going out right now is 176. Okay. No, this one's 175. Okay. 175. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with episode 108 timestamp of 14 minutes and 17 seconds. And now that moment in nowhere history. Break and, uh, oh, oh, you have a, you have an issue with that? But I, I've, I've said this before in the past. I don't understand this incessant fucking need to pit bat anybody versus <laughs> anybody. Oh, that's all they. First of all, if we're being fair, the only yes. people that have really tackled it right was when they did. Uh, you know, the 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 Dark Knight Returns was a fantastic. Uh-huh. Look yes, it, and everybody, everything else has just been a shit poor image of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, look, Batman fighting Superman is a pointless fucking deal. It is. They yeah. they fight in different ways to achieve the same goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, They both have the same moral standards, but people, you know... I'm not. I'm gonna get off my soapbox right now before I get too. That's fine. I actually, I actually dig your viewpoint. Oh no, I totally agree with your viewpoint. The thing that stuck out to me on it though was the image of Batman and Superman as I'm scrolling through this list. Mm -hmm. 
I saw Batman and Superman's head, and it was kind of in a broke back mountain Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, no! Twist, and it was no information, so I'm like, where are we going with this? <laughs> we, we, Stranger we, things have happened. We've now. done verses, oh, so yeah. we're doing a mainstream, screw it, we love each other. Oh, yeah, didn't Superman, like, get spanked by a hallucination of his father? Yes. Like, okay, that did happen, yes. right? And Batman, okay. and you and didn't Batman, dream it. I didn't dream it. <laughs> and Batman put a mentally retarded person out of his misery by killing him. Okay, yeah. so there's... Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It's uh, it's it's a varied and and uh, checkered, sordid past of of both of those comic lines. So <laughs> that's gonna be so great because we have no fucking idea what we're gonna be talking about. Okay, you called it for one oh eight. I don't remember the timestamp, but I will get it from the editing and everything. But the title of that episode is forecasting twenty seventeen, and if I remember correctly, you weren't even in that episode. <laughs> oh, probably not. Yeah. yeah, and it was five years ago. Woof. Yeah, so this is going to be fun. I, 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 I'm really digging this idea. All right. Yeah. So 2023 is going to be a fun year for us because, fuck, we're going to be hitting 200, hopefully. We're going to, oh. hear, we're going to be hitting 200. We're going to be hearing from the entire montage of time. Ooh, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, oh, it's, good. it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. And, it's always and, a good year fucking nowhere. What am I talking about? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We've been doing this consistently for so long and saying it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year. We haven't had a bad year. So I think just at this point, it's going to be a good show. Yeah, yeah, it, it will. And I and, don't know where else to go. <laughs> and I was going to say, and the only way to get to the next episode is to end this current one. So I think we should just go. Sounds good to me, man. Well, all right. with all that being said, this has been Josh. This has been Doug. And as always, be excellent, be excellent to each other. To each other. <laughs>